0: What up, HyperChange? Welcome to another episode. Today, we're talking about Neo. Going to do an update on the Tesla of China, the electric vehicle maker. IPO'd on the New York Stock Exchange for a multi-billion dollar valuation a couple years ago, hit sort of a rough patch after the IPO, struggling to meet financial and delivery targets. But since then, very recently, the stock on very strong delivery numbers has soared to pretty much all-time highs, now well above the IPO price. I actually got a super chat um, on a live stream I was doing from a uh, subscriber, huge thank you, telling me to do an update video on Neo. been a couple quarters since I did one. So I thought, why not? This is great timing. Their most recent financial report was Q1 2020. They're selling all their cars in china right now they're based in shanghai obviously the coronavirus was hit super hard in q1 they also have the chinese new year in february so that's a little bit of a seasonally slower season um due to this neo saw its del- deliveries decline massively sequentially they were even down year over year as well Just a really tough quarter for NIO in general and pretty much everybody in China, um, given the state of the coronavirus. But since then, NIO has made a couple very strategic moves. I think part of their recent stock price rise has also been, you know, Tesla stock has been soaring, Nikola, Archimodo, pretty much every company in the electric vehicle space um, is seeing a huge tailwind of capital and financial market inflows recently. I think NIO has been, you know, uh, really benefiting from that as well. Neo ended Q1 with only about $339 million USD of cash, which isn't that much considering their loss for the quarter was about 240 million. So Neo didn't have much cash, they weren't making money, their deliveries weren't doing well, but then all of a sudden the company was able to do, it looks like, at least one major financing. I couldn't really tell if it was two or not, but they did uh, put out a couple press releases about a complete uh, completion of an offering of American depository shares. They sold about 72 million shares, it looks like, at a price of 595 per share this would give the company about $420, 430000000 million. Additionally, the company also announced a substantial cash injection into Neo China in June. Um, I'm unsure whether this is the same investment as the other one or not, but either way, the point being here, Neo raised a ton of money. I mean, we know that running a vehicle company is so, so expensive, literally billions of dollars to get an electric vehicle program off the ground and running and profitable. Neo was trying to get through that chasm, didn't look like they had much cash, but now that they got this big injection, um, things have been, you know, everything's looking up, blue sky coming to use their company logo. But then, um the real piece of news that we got, which is why I wanted to make this video, was that they updated us on June and second quarter 2020 delivery updates. So we don't know the financials for Q2, but we did get the de- deliveries and they were a record 10,331 vehicles. This was above the the guidance of 9,500 to 10,000, so they crushed their guidance and it's actually a record quarter. Welcome to the world of Hypercharts. This is Neo's China's page. Um I put in there it says estimated, but these are their real deliveries. Um, just to show you here visually, and it'll give you a great sense of it. So here's what happened with Neo. They um, launched here with the ES6, I believe, or the ES8, which was their large um, sort of luxury Model X SUV, although a little bit cheaper price point. So they had deliveries of that. They were doing pretty well. They hit uh, 3,000 units, or, you know, they start in Q2, 100 units, then 3,000, then 8,000. Then they sort of got through that backlog, um, and then they were also about to release the ES6, which is sort of cheaper version, cannibalizing their own products. So as that started to come out, deliveries started dipping again, Um Additionally, I don't know, I think this was a lot worse than the company was expecting and investors were expecting here in Q1 and Q2 2019, you know, 4,000 deliveries, then down to 3,000. I think this was really, really underwhelming, and that's why during that period, the stock underperformed massively. But then the ES6 comes out, seems like sales of that are doing pretty strong. So then, uh, you know, we see 8,200 sales, almost actually a record quarter in Q4 2019, but then they get hit with this massive coronavirus pandemic, but then now it looks like they reported 10,300 sales. I mean, this is an all-time record for the company, indicating very strong strength, you know, booming back up on in terms of production. We've also seen Tesla in China um, seemingly to have very strong delivery numbers. So it seems like this is another clue that that at least electric luxury vehicle market in China appears to be roaring back. And I'm actually getting pretty excited and personally a lot more bullish on Neo than I have been on the past because, you know, they it seems like they might be finally getting through that honeymoon phase. You know, this is, I think the most common thing that we're seeing with EV startups is they'll unveil a, you know, really fancy multi-hundred million dollar prototype, start this back say, you know, unveil these specs, get everyone and the public and the internet so hyped about these vehicles, and then it's actually like, wait, how many are going to build? They can't do it profitably. They never really scale production, and these companies sort of fizzle and die. I mean, we had Byton, this uh, company that actually visited their store in China with this huge screen, um, this sort of really wild concept car that got sort of hype and buzz, even in America, and that, you know, they just shuttered and closed. So there's clearly a honeymoon phase in these EV startups, and it's really difficult for the rubber to meet the road when production launches, and them to really be. Become a truly successful mass market product. But I think Neo is the closest after Tesla. To getting there, actually. Um, and let's just scroll to the financials here so I can show you. So we have this 10,300 vehicle deliveries um, here. Um, now let's go to the financials and what they look like. Uh, and I did estimate this. This is not anything official from NEO, but just to show you what I'm thinking. So before this, let's remove my estimates just to show you the exact numbers from NEO here. Um, and I'll put a link to this in the description hypercharts.co slash NEO. You can check out my estimates. But so these are the financials of NEO. And what are you noticing? A lot of red. The company is losing huge amounts of money. They've never had a profitable quarter. even Their gross profit has been negative every single quarter except Q4 when they made $2 million in gross profit on revenue of... 500 million. So it basically took NEO 500 million revenue, a $2 billion revenue run rate, to get to break even on their gross margin. Um, you know, that just goes to show you when to think about Nikola, when you think about Arcimoto, when you think about these other companies that are trying to launch, I mean, to achieve even a positive gross margin, let alone, you know, net margin or operating margin, takes massive scale, thousands of deliveries, billions of dollars of revenue run rate to even get scratched the surface on profitability. So I think this is a fascinating electric vehicle case study for NEO. I do think it is worth noting that. that when I went to the Neo store um, and visited them in Shanghai about a year ago, what I did notice is these cars are extremely luxurious, like very nice interiors. Like it looks like they're really, really expensive when you get in. They have like all these fancy massaging seats. They have Nomi, the little AI system who pops up. Like it feels like an extremely expensive luxury car. And so, but they weren't really, they were selling it for like cheaper than a Tesla. So, I think Neo was going for like get market share, put out a really good product, not really worry about making money on these first vehicles. So that is important to consider when you're thinking about this gross margin as a case study. But the point being here, they hit this positive gross margin when they hit $500 million in revenue, and they had about 8,000 in deliveries. So now that they're going to do about 10,000 in deliveries, I think we're going to see another record quarter, $500 million in revenue or so. And the reason why I didn't increase revenue that much correlated to deliveries is because they're going to deliver more of that ES6, that lower-priced car. Um, but I did sort of, you know, take a guess at gross margin, saying those might go po- positive. They might have improved manufacturing efficiencies um, s- since a couple years ago. And I think, you know, this is all up in the air, but this is my excitement about Neo is that they're finally turning the corner. And I think this may be the first quarter where we get a really solid, you know, gross margin of maybe a couple percent, which seems like nothing, but that actually would be a huge deal. And then it'll continue to ramp from here. Like now they've gotten to the point where they can build cars profitably. If they scale to 15,000 deliveries a quarter, 20,000, 30,000 deliveries a quarter, I actually think Neo, you know, we're starting to see a roadmap for the entire company to get profitable. And even with this, you know, you'll see in Q1, yes, they had really weak revenue, but their loss was actually the lowest that it had been many quarters, only 200. 121 million, you know, that hadn't been that low since like, you know, Q3 2017 before they were even doing any cars at all. So I think NEO went through a very healthy correction phase um, of like, okay, you know, we're so excited. We've got this awesome car, we're raising a ton of money, we're spending like crazy. And then, like, wait, they had to fire a ton of people, slow down these factory plans, you know really tuck in the financials, make it a more streamlined operation. And I think that's really paying off. They've raised the capital, the deliveries are back up and soaring. This is all really, really good news. And looking ahead, Neo is not stopping here. They have the ES8, they have the ES6. They're also on the cusp of launching the EC6, which is sort of this new mini SUV coupe, sort of in between a Model Y and a Model 3, cheaper price. Here are the specs, 615 mile NEDC kilometer range, 4.7 second, zero to 100 kilometers an hour, 544 maximum HP. I do think it looks pretty cool. With the introduction of this, I mean, we're seeing NEO continue to expand their lineup and execute. I will say the ES6, the way they launched it and scale production um, was pretty impressive. They've done so very, very quickly. Like, I think NEO is actually pretty good at manufacturing and scaling up and getting good quickly. Pace of innovation here is definitely impressive, and they've shown the ability to launch a car quickly and scale it. So, that's why I take this EC6 a lot more seriously than many other concept cars because, you know, we saw the ES6. And it was just this concept car, bam, they unveil it, scaling to thousands of deliveries. I think the EC6 is the same. It's going to be a new vehicle, adjacent vehicle category, expanding that neo addressable market. I think the e- ES8, ES6, EC6. These names are a little confusing. Um, combined, you know, this could have an annual delivery potential of maybe even up to 100,000 units just in China alone. And so you think about that, that could be, you know, five, six billion, maybe in, in USD revenue. So I think that there's a lot potential of, of growth here in the next four to five quarters um, for Neo to go from 10,000 deliveries a quarter to 20 to 30,000 deliveries a quarter, potentially doubler, doubling or tripling the size of that business. And if we go back to hypercharts here, I mean, this is with 10,000 deliveries, they could do 500 million revenue, tiny amount of gross profit. profit. I think it's all starts to really drop to the bottom line here as they keep scaling. So now let's talk about the valuation. Actually, I dived in the numbers. Hypercharts is a little off here. I think it's because of the Chinese stock, the ADR. But anyway, my research shows there's about 1.2 billion shares outstanding for Neo, fully diluted, times 12.85 a share. We're looking at about a $15 billion fully diluted market cap for Neo. So, that's where you can start to do the pen and paper for your valuation. Like I said, with their current vehicle lineup, I think Neo could quickly scale to a $5 billion runway, ES8, ES6, EC6. So $5 billion revenue run rate here in two to three quarters. You know, versus a $15 billion revenue or market capitalization, I think, you know, NEO on a forward price sales basis could be trading at about three to four times price sales. Um, and given the fact this is rapidly growing, you know, 100,000 deliveries is nowhere near the cap for NEO in China. I think 100,000 deliveries could eventually be the floor. You know, we could be doing hundreds of thousands just in China. China sells millions and millions of cars per year. Um, and so I see NEO and Tesla both having huge opportunity to be very successful leaders of that luxury new electric vehicle OEM. Longer term, Term, I do think Neo could potentially export its cars to the US, to Europe, around the globe. I mean, they IPO to the New York Stock Exchange. I think Neo is potentially one of the first moves um, where we could see a Chinese luxury brand go beyond just domestic success in China to really be a Chinese luxury brand that's successful in Europe and the U.S. Um, and I think that's the goal of Neo. They want to export these vehicles longer term and not just be confined to China. So I think there's a huge, huge vision here um, uh, for for Neo as a company. And frankly, one of my, you know, obviously biased Tesla shareholder, I have no stock in Neo, um, but I but I've been very impressed, you know, to see them persevere to get through this, to to get back to record deliveries, to continue that product. Uh, pipeline development um like i think neo has got a lot of potential and you know i look at neo at 15 billion versus like nikola at 15 billion and i'm like this is just night and day like you know, Neo actually has three cars that you can pretty much buy that they're selling. They're delivering thousands of them. Their financials are, you know, still kind of suck, but they're decent and improving. You know, they're raising hundreds of millions of dollars. Um, you know, I've been into the store. You can actually, there's people actually driving these vehicles. They exist. Um, yet you contrast that with a company like Nikola for $15 billion who literally has nothing. It's all vaporware. There's no deliveries. There's no revenue. So in terms of you know, a lot of these EV companies seem to get to massively stratospheric bubble-like valuations. Despite Neo's run, I actually don't think it's that stratospheric bubble-like because their core operating financials and fundamentals of the business have been improving dramatically here. And so I think, you know, if the Chinese economy continues to bounce back strongly, Neo is really going to benefit here. So anyway, I'd love to know what you think in the comments below. Definitely going to be following Neo and see what's up with their Q2 results, see how they stack up um, with mine. But you know, what are your thoughts on Neo? Do you think they can pull it off? Uh, do you think there's enough room for for NIO and Tesla to really win and become both huge businesses in China. Leave it below. Anyway, thanks to the hyperchanger who gave me the uh, super chat live stream comment uh, idea to do this video. Huge shout out to our Patreon producers, supporters as well. I'll see y'all next time. Peace.